Hi everyone, I'm Angelina with Team Rockin' Cushions, and this is episode three of the new Rockin' Talk season. The guest for today is quilt designer David Ross Ramirez. Michelle Vanderwater sits down with David to talk about his inspirations, sustainability, and recycling, and the history of quilting. Learn about why he's so passionate about all things vintage. Enjoy! That's Penny. She's she's Come she here, Penny. And oh, okay. I don't know if she's coming or going. But um, <laughs> what are we listening to? This is um, your favorite song. Actually, yes. This is Della Reese, um, and she's singing "Proud Mary." She's not. It's not Tina Turner's version. So I'm gonna get a lot of flack from my uh, from my fellow gays. But it is um, Della Reese, and she's one of my favorite artists. And she's really not that known. Everybody just thinks of "Touched by an Angel." So. Well, I thought she was an actress. Yeah, she was a singer first. Oh, singer she first. Was a singer so, first. So you're okay. talking like Sammy Dave, end of Sammy Davis Jr. days, like '60s, mm-hmm. '70s. So, okay. Um, so yeah, I enjoy all kinds of music, and as we both so, so that's what I do all the time, and so mm-hmm. I listen to music constantly. Yeah, well, it's very therapeutic when you're sewing. It is. It's true. It, sewing itself is a very meditative, meditative experience. Mm-hmm. Very true. So. And sometimes too, it depends what you're listening to. Sometimes you go faster, and then sometimes if it's a really slow song, yeah. you find yourself like drifting. But, um, so it keeps it keeps things fun, I guess. It does. And we are actually sitting in David's studio right now. And um, so David specializes in custom work, so custom quilts and um, fashion, I would say. Cost- yeah, Costumes, fashion, fashion. Um, vintage. I do a lot of vintage clothes. Um, a lot of my stuff is just inspired by days gone by, I guess. I was born in the wrong time period, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But um, this is my sewing room, and it's uh, it's where I spend ninety percent of my time. <laughs> and can I just say, it is the most organized sewing studio I have ever seen in my life. Um, we just shot a little t- sewing tutorial a couple of hours ago, and I did some like insert shots of like all the immaculately organized um, boxes and. Um, Anyway, I'm very impressed. <laughs> until until <laughs> I peeled back the closet door and she saw my closet. <laughs> and she saw my fabric. That's where it all is. But uh, it, I try. I try to keep it organized because if it's not, then it's like I kind of just spend more time cleaning than I do actually working. But it is very important, especially for you, because quilting, I think you have to be very organized. You need to have all your patterns, all your prints, all your, you know, everything kind of like Very true. put together. One piece missing can like ruin you if you don't have um, another piece of fabric. Right, because it's like putting together a puzzle. It is. It is. And it so if you, if you lose one piece of the puzzle, we all know what that happens. So you have to be organized, but a lot of people think quilters are patient, and we're really not that patient. Um, <laughs> you might think because we sit together and we piece all these little tiny intricate yeah. pieces, but we're not. So it's like... Quilters are always trying to find the fastest way to do something. Do you think quilters get a bad rap though? I mean, I have to say, like, I'm I'm obviously not American, so I didn't grow up with the whole like traditional quilting mm-hmm. kind of like practice that happened that came out of the South and the, the West kind of mm-hmm. thing. So um, you know, when I think about quilting, and even when I when I was quilting myself, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really, you know, the association I had with it was sort of like not really something that was like um, that, you know, mass produced or something that you had to like churn out. It was Got like it. a very slow paced kind of. There, yeah, and it's um, so there's a fine line. There's a fine line between it. Um, for me personally, uh, quilting to me is a summation of everything that I've done my whole life as far as sewing. So I've been sewing since I was like six. So I don't like to follow the rules. I don't know if that, that kind of makes me, um, I guess, a badass, which I'm really you, not. I think it makes I'm you a furthest. modern a modern quilter. <laughs> and Which is so weird because everything I love is vintage. But I guess that's true. But um, I guess me being a badass, that's like the extent of it. We had one little uh-huh. drink and I was like, oh my God. But um, <laughs> I did not have a drink. She this didn't. One. She didn't. But if you watch our tutorial, she did have a vodka bottle half full for her gift. Okay. But that's okay. <laughs> I did, I did. Okay, full disclosure. <clears throat> so what were we talking about? I forgot. So you were describing how quilting... Oh, what quilting is. Mm-hmm. So um, my grandmother was a quilter, and my husband, Austin, you all met him um, in Michelle's video, I think, two weeks ago, three yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, we did a Christmas decorating and he's special. And he's a Christmas nut, um, <laughs> but I love him. But his grandmother was a quilter, and our grandmothers quilted out of necessity. Um, and that's kind of where I see it. And I know you kind of talked about the history, and quilting does have a very long history. Um, even outside of the United States, it's kind of they call it an American, um, an American art, but it really has further roots back to China. And there's other quilts that are a lot older. But for me, um, my grandmother quilted because she had to. You know, it, you kept your family warm. You used what you had, mm-hmm. what materials you had, what leftovers you had, and you made a quilt to put on a bed. And same thing with my husband's grandmother. Um, you know, she made quilts because her family needed them, and they used all kinds of materials. And I bring that into quilting. Um, don't get me wrong, I do love quilts that you go to the quilt store and you pick out beautiful lines of fabric and a designer has taken their time to make sure everything meshes and is beautiful. But to me, a quilt is scrappy. Like, I'm gonna use this shirt that I used to wear and I'm gonna use this material that I found and just mix it all up. And they last, uh, some people will tell you that, uh, you know, if you don't use 100% cotton, your quilt will not last. But like this quilt behind me, this was made by Austin's grandma. Oh, we have to show this. This is so beautiful, and everyone. I'm just going to uh, pull it up here. And I don't know if you can see it. Oh, can they see it? Yeah, um, I'm just going to so, hold it up. Like this quilt, it's made with just whatever scraps she had. And look at 50 years later, 60 years later, it's still being used today in our house. So. And you can, you know what? You can just feel how soft and worn it is. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the really special thing about it. That's true, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it, has uh, a, it has like that energy of being loved. That's true, because we do spend so much time with our quilts as a quilter. Um, you, you put yourself into it. It's almost like everything we do, you know, people yeah. who are artistic or craft. Um, I think we're, I'm rolled on to it. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, that's kind of my take on it. I hope I explained that well enough. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my grandmother was in, it's from South Africa and I never knew her, but there are stories that she was a very crafty person and mm-hmm. they used to have sacks of flour delivered. Yes. And the, the sacks that the flour used to come in were 100% linen for some mm. reason. I don't know if it has, probably has something to do with like preserving the flour that inside. That is strange. Uh-huh. But when the linen, when they'd used all the flour, she would iron out and wash all the linen from the sacks and she would make her children clothing. So little dresses for the girls were all made out of, you know, linen, um, but is, literally flour, flour sacks. That know? is so interesting. So um, 
in the United States, um, we had flower sacks too, feed sacks, and I'm really into them. I have like a, yeah, anyway, I have <laughs> totes of them. But anywho, ours are cotton, 100% cotton, mm -hmm. and these would be, in this quilt, these would be flower sack prints if you look at them. Some of them aren't, they're, um, some are bought, and you can tell kind of when you're around fabric a long time, vintage fabrics, you kind of know the difference. But mm -hmm. there are feed sacks in these, and um, a lot of the American brands had prints on them so they weren't just solid prints. oh wow that's so interesting yeah and i i should have I, I would have known i would have pulled some out but well we have a lot of quilts to show. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff so to we're show. just gonna we're just gonna jump right into it because we have a lot to talk about mm -hmm. um so you told me that you have been in some books oh books and yes. authored a few books um not fully <laughs> um so i've been sewing like i told you since i was a younger a kid and there was um, a woman named Eleanor Burns and she uh, was on PBS so I don't know if you've ever seen her show and she was on PBS and I used to watch her when I was a kid and younger and I learned from her and my grandmother both and so fast forward until you know fast forward I'm an adult now um, I actually got to work with her and I started with her company um, as a social media manager and eventually towards the end I became her assistant for a little while um, sadly, I left that job because I, the commute, I couldn't handle the commute. It was about an hour and 45 minutes away. But it was like the dream job that I had always wanted and I got it and I got to do it. So I learned so much and I'm very grateful for her as a person and, you know, everything she's put out there for us to learn, for me to learn. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so I am in a few books. Um, I think I put it over there. I'm just, yeah, here they are. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, um... <laughs> I'm just gonna show. So here is, <clears throat> here is, here's the book. <laughs> it's called Go Go Cuba. Go outside the box <coughs> quilting. And then this is the quilt that's on the back that um, David designed and made. And here it is. Yep, this is it. And this is wow. Um, so this is made. Like I said, I don't mind quilts that you um, make with just you know quilt shop fabric, and I. I think they're beautiful and this so this is so beautiful and it's so modern too but cl but traditional and classic i yeah. guess timeless that's yeah, the word i'm true. looking for so yeah so this is um it's a sampler quilt it's got different blocks and so there's different blocks in her book that mm -hmm. they show you how to make and put together in a sampler but this was just my version of it <clears throat> so pretty and let's pull out the other one um i don't, I don't have the other one here. oh i think i put it away oh okay but anyway this is oh well here it is Oh, that. That's a Dresden. That's a modern take on a Dresden plate quilt. Um, Dresden plates, I wish I had a vintage one here. A lot of my quilts are in storage. But um, this is a modern take on um, the Dresden quilt, and this was in one of her patterns, too. Um, I'll give Michelle the link, so if anybody yeah, is interested Yeah, I will in... drop the links in, at the, in this, um, on the so you can watch it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so this, so is, so this is modern, and this is... Um, we're back on now. <laughs> so anyway, this is... Um, so know. pretty. So quilting can be a lot of fun. It can also be intimidating and that's kind of one of my philosophies. I do teach as well and it should be fun and stay fun. So mm -hmm. I like to keep things light and simple and um, you should have fun. If you're not having fun doing it, you shouldn't be doing it. That's right. kind of what I've always said about any type of craft. And I think another thing to think about too, I mean, there's so, why quilting I think has become um, such a popular experience is because you can take something that was really um, so memorable and significant to you and turn it into something brand new that you can keep 
around yourself all the time. So I'm just going to pull out this little quilt that you made um, <laughs> just to illustrate my point here. Okay, so yeah. this was a beautiful piece made by David that commemorates his grandmother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a very simple quilt, as you can see. Yeah. Um, but what's so special about it is that there's buttons on here from her clothing and there's fabric from her... From her different shirts that she had made. Or she that had. she had made. And yeah. so this is something that you can really make and keep and have it be part of your heart and home mm -hmm. um, forever. And I just think that's... I don't think you can do that with a lot of things these days. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to find that, um, that special craft project that kind of culminates things. And I don't know if that's the right word, but... Um, like, for instance, this piece, I can sew, you know, intricate blocks, but to me, just the simple squares all together and I can see the prints, mm -hmm. it's, it's, to me, it's like, this is probably the favorite piece of, our favorite quilt that I have. And it's just a little wall hanging that I made and, you know, I love it. after she passed away, you know, it was kind of a difficult time and I just thought it would be a good, happy reminder to have her around. Right. So, so that's my, it's actually my favorite quilt and it's, the least intricate thing I probably have made. And but you know what, just looking at this, you can tell that it's very special because I, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the buttons, mm. but it just makes you feel like it's very personal and that somebody went to a lot of effort to make this, even though it's such a simple design. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think in, in relating this to, to everyday life now, I mean, we have clothing that we don't want to throw away, right? But that maybe not, we might not fit into, or maybe it was a hand-me-down or it has a significance to us somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, using that um, in a sustainable way is really something we should be doing more of. I agree. And it's it's all fast fashion. And so, we, so like, this jean jacket, you know, they make it so fast and it, you can get one for so cheap. The appreciation for making something and putting your time into it is kind of not there anymore. Right. And we're wasting so much fabric that can be used you know, repurposed. And I think there's a lot of new quilters, or not a lot of new quilters, but a lot of new sewers who are in the space. And I kind of want to get it out there that like, you don't have to go buy a hundred dollars worth of fabric just to make a quilt. You can look in a Goodwill bag that you're going to send. And if something's a little worn, you know, that somebody else might not want, cut it up, put it into mm -hmm. a quilt block. And people will tell you, that's not how we do this. This is not how we do it. But the, who cares? That's how I do it. That's how my grandmother did it. Your grandmother, you know, uh, improvised and made clothes out of feed sacks. So it's like, why not? There's mm -hmm. no rules. There's no pressure. You do something that you love and save, you know, help save the planet a little bit. It's and, so true. And I yeah. think, you know, going back to like fast fashion, it's like we don't, because we, we have no connection to how clothing is made and because we don't know, most of us don't know how a t-shirt is made or, mm -hmm. or like, you know, I'm looking at your jacket now, there's got to be at least 50 pieces that right. were sewn together for this jacket. Right. Like, honestly, you look at all this paneling and the pockets and the mm -hmm. double stitching and the, I mean, it's ridiculous. But like you said, you can buy this at H&M for 20 bucks mm -hmm. and that's all it's worth to you. But if you actually took the time to make something like that, you would really appreciate the work that goes into it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I agree with you. I think we need to go back to doing things, maybe not you know, all the time, but I mean, uh -huh. maybe like experience for, yeah, kind exactly. of making something from scratch and then have a, an appreciation for, exactly. for what we buy every day. Exactly. I think everything and being in this pandemic has kind of shown us we've all slowed down a little bit and have actually 
been home and like are more into our everyday lives mm -hmm. and I think people who have had to start sewing for masks in the beginning um, now they're kind of like oh well what's next you know what can right you were saying so apparently <laughs> <laughs> all these people who didn't sew before um, decided to buy sewing machines mm -hmm. and make their own masks at the start of the pandemic yes. because masks were not readily available mm -hmm. and um, I made some masks at the start of the pandemic and I, I some <laughs> I uh, I got a few orders and I overproduced by a few thousand um, but it's interesting because yeah because I, I would never have thought that somebody would take this on unless they'd already done it before yeah. like I and it really came back to it was like something that people mm. had to do out of necessity yes like they didn't have something so they had to try and make it and they went to a lot of effort to do that we sure did yeah we um as a country I think a lot of there's a lot of craziness going on politically and all that and we don't need to get into it but I think individual people have really change the way they've, they're living mm -hmm. and have looked at things different and just that going and buying a sewing machine and buying some fabric and making a mask can be life-changing to people because it's introducing them to sadly a a skill that most people had most women you know of course in the 50s and 40s had on a normal basis and it's kind of gone away and it's disappearing and I think it's bringing it back a little bit so, right so that's kind of, um, I'm very passionate about just telling people, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars. You don't need every device, every tool, everything out there. You just need a sewing machine, some thread, and some scraps of fabric. And you can make all kinds of things and cute things. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's more personal. If I handed you a, a hand-bought, you know, throwaway bag... Or if I handed you a personalized bag that I made for oh, you, really? there's a big difference. A, yes. a personalized bag. A personalized bag. I'm plugging. Um, like uh, something we made earlier today. I'm just going to go over here and... and uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is something we made earlier, like a couple of hours ago, for a sewing tutorial we did together. And this mm -hmm. is like a cloth gift bag that um, is going to hold a Christmas present for somebody. Mm -hmm. There is something in here right now. Let me just say, oh, look at this. <laughs> There's pigs all over this room. Another pig. <laughs> so, um, Super cute. But yeah, that's just it. Like, reuse stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And it makes it more special. Uh, it just goes back to what we're putting out there and what we're wasting. You know, think about all of the bags of ripped up crumpled up Christmas paper that we throw away every year yeah that's true and it's like if you can give a gift in a reusable bag and somebody can use it for something else uh, you know put your vegetables in it you know I have to say I recycle all my wrapping paper do you yeah I feel how do a you little do bit... that what do you do with it <laughs> well if somebody gives me a gift I'm really careful with like oh you read you read, recycle. Use it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you. I know yeah. I feel really cheap admitting that but this, there is something I don't know what it is about me but I'm like I cannot like not recycle stuff and it's it's funny because you say that i um i go as far to like just give gifts in the bag i bought it in <laughs> like my niece will be like you didn't wrap this no it's a, it's a nice bag you'll be fine <laughs> but uh yeah it's just being mindful of the planet yeah i'm not one to be like crazy into you know um what's the word um like crazy into like you have to do this you must blah 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 but it, if all of us did our little part, we'd be fine. Right, exactly. Not, it's a, it needs to be a, a conscious effort for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of recycling, you work with a designer. Yes, so I left Quilted a Day, um, the dream job, because of the commute 
And I went off on my own, and I was going to start taking commission work. And then I, um, my husband's best friend, Christina, she uh, works with a wonderful designer. His name is Greg Lauren, and he designs some really just out-of-this-world neat stuff, stuff that I couldn't pull off. Mm -hmm. You have to, like, you know, I don't know. It's too daring for me. But it's beautiful work. And so I teamed up with him, and he really believes in no scrap left behind. Yeah. And so he's trying I'm to... I'm just going to hold up this picture of um, a patchwork denim jacket. Yeah, you might have to go close. So we can... I'm going to go, all right, can you say it? Okay, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> so, um, so I hooked up with him, or got hooked up with his company, and they save their scraps, and I get these bags or totes of scraps, and I turn them back into usable fabric using quilting techniques. And so that has been a whole lot of fun, and very enjoyable because it's also it goes back to that reusing you know mm -hmm. and helping and Greg already repurposes things like army tents um, or old denim that has been you know already made into pants and he'll re deconstruct them and from that stuff he saves the scraps and then that comes to me and then I re you know make more fabric out of it and so I think it's a great program that he has and I've been really kind of honored to work with him because I really think that his idea of saving yeah. Um, every scrap is like it's wonderful and so anyway I've been happy doing that so basically that jacket she showed you this is what I do um, with his scraps I turn them back into blocks and turn them into usable fabric so that's what I've been doing these days I haven't gotten to um, take much commission work because I've been working on this but I'm actually happy working on this because it's, it's always different and yeah it's freestyle so I don't have to follow a pattern I don't have to um, do anything other than sit and sew which during the pandemic has been really a blessing because I'm home working my husband helps my mother-in-law is here she's been giving us a hand and it's just been an enjoyable experience I guess working with them I think a lot of people have been feeling that way honestly I mean people complain about you know being stuck at home or whatever but mm -hmm. if you think about everything that we've been able to achieve when we're just when we're forced to just sort of improvise yes. and conserve and you know we have so much time to be with ourselves and, and think about okay how how do i make myself happy when i can't escape myself for instance like how yes. you know if i'm just sitting at home and i can't go anywhere and i can't do anything and i don't have any money what am i going to do <laughs> very so, true no that's very true so yeah we are being drawn back to the basics like baking mm -hmm. everybody's baking yes a lot making sourdough and cake and all kinds of things and uh, we're sewing a lot now yes. as well. Yeah. Um, the home decor market, let me tell you, is exploding <laughs> right now, um, which is awesome. Yes, and uh, I can imagine that it's, I kind of like, it's people are taking a step back and that's kind of one of the good things to come out of a lot of bad. And you know, there is a lot of bad, but I think it's like what you're talking about. We're taking a step back as a community as a whole or as a country. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean in the wrong direction. I'm talking about crafting. I'm talking about baking and spending more time with family. Right. And in that sense, that's a good step back because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we don't want to take a no, step we, back on. We don't. But I wanted to be clear that taking a step back and appreciating everyday life, family, crafting, cooking, spending more time with loved ones, I think that's more important. So. Absolutely. Personality. And so we kind of want to do videos together like what we did earlier. Um, and, you know, Kind of put stuff out there again mm -hmm. and get um i love looking at an old quilt and then redesigning the block making it easier for people to make and straightforward and then being able to create something that way so that's kind of where i'm headed i'm working on a few things on the side um to get ready for that but 
that's the direction I'm going in, but right now, too, just focused on this, and it's, you know, it's been good. So what is the, um, what is the quilting industry like? Because we were talking a little bit about this mm -hmm. earlier and how, how it's changed. Um, I think, you know, most people, I don't know if anybody here uh, would know this, but, um, I mean, I certainly didn't, but the quilting industry is very traditional, and it's, it's a very specific sort of group mm -hmm. of people. It's, it's very, um, and actually the quilting industry is a lot bigger than people think. It is a lot bigger, and so typically a quilter, typically, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but typically a quilter is a middle-aged, older woman who, um, and that's kind of the market that when you think of quilting, that's what people think like, oh, okay, that's an older person's thing and blah, blah, blah. But it's changing and it is swinging into a new direction where there's so many new people coming in and modern quilters in different colors and thinking differently about mm -hmm. the art and kind of also taking a step back and looking at how uh, quilts were made before and in the past as utilitarian items where it's just a blanket, it's a quilt for your family. So um, that's that's kind of the difference. The industry is big and it is a lot bigger than people think and kind of how I was talk talking to you about the rules. The rules do play into the industry but mm -hmm. it's changing. It's changing pretty quickly. So I've seen some beautiful quilts that um, they were basically photographs that were sort of turned into, I guess they had like a mosaic Photoshop yes. filter put on them, and then that's been turned into, well, I guess, fabric, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, cut applique. up into, uh, yeah, through applique. applique. Through applique, yeah. And that's amazing, because you see that on the wall, and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, this is like one of those um, mosaic pixelated mm -hmm. photographs, but then it's actually a quilt. Yes, there's some people out there so, that are doing amazing, intricate work. And um, I keep it simple, I mean, that's just me, but um, that work is gorgeous, and I know exactly what you're talking about. There's some amazing quilters out there that do art quilts, and yeah. um, which takes a lot of patience and a lot of time. I remember I was telling you earlier, I don't have much patience. Right. <laughs> So, um, but there are a lot of beautiful quilts, and if you get into quilting, there's so many different avenues that you can go into. You can do modern, you can do vintage, you mm -hmm. can do art quilting, you can do very, very modern, like, um, I've seen some beautiful quilts where they are deconstructed, so they'll make a block and deconstruct it completely. And so, you know, there's just, there's so much out there that you can see, and people need to be introduced to it and see it, because now that you have a sewing machine after making all those masks, what are you going to do? Right, so what, okay, what would you suggest somebody who wants to get into quilting but basically has bought a sewing machine and doesn't know where to start? Um, I've always said start by just doing. So just start, just cut Would you recommend like just going to YouTube and like doodling something? There's or? a lot of good YouTube videos out there. Um, start simple, learn um, how to sew squares together first because that is the that is what you're going to need to know how to do. Just sewing basic squares that are the same size and learning how to nest your seams and get perfect corners. Once you master that, you can start throwing in different patches, different blocks. So if you're just starting, get some fabric. Don't worry what kind of fabric. Cut it up into squares and just learn how to sew it together. And it's called nesting. So uh, you're going to nest your seams and perfect that. And then you can move on to learning patches. And there's a lot of great resources out there. Mm -hmm. um, great YouTube videos and I'm gonna come out with some and we'll do some more together yeah. so uh, I think there's a lot out there so just look and do don't just say you're gonna do it actually just jump in and do it right and I would also add that if you don't have a sewing machine you could also hand sew 
I mean, I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But I wouldn't could. do it. I mean, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> but you could. No, handwork hand um, is beautiful. My husband has patience for it. You need a lot of patience. Okay, I should just say that. Maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> but, um, but you know what you could do, though? You could, like, you know, hand sew something together mm -hmm. and then maybe put it through a machine if you, if you can do that you later. Could. Yeah, you could. You know? You could, there's so much you could do and the possibilities are endless as long as you have a want to learn how to do something, you can learn pretty much anything, especially now with YouTube. When we were kids, we, we, oh gosh, we're, we're, the middle, we're in the middle where we had, we didn't have computers, computers were there, but like, what do you do with it? It was green and you clicked, anyway. Uh, now there's so much out there there's and so much, so much information, yeah. you can learn anything. So, no excuses, everyone. No okay? excuses. You can't make a quilt by this weekend. Um, and don't worry about it. So many people stop doing so Well, that's the thing. Things. I mean, you watch a YouTube video and, you know, you're watching a professional yes. who is sort of just whipping it all together in like 15 minutes. And it's really discouraging if it, if it takes you, you know, a really long time to, yeah. to even get anything together in that time or, or you know, I, I just feel like we need to emphasize that, yes. that, you know, professional um, sewists, to use that term mm. now. Sewers. Yes. Professional sewers have spent a long time sewing and have a lot of experience and so they make things look easy. It's and like watching a chef on TV. Exactly. And from an insider, I did work, um, like I told you, with Eleanor Burns. A lot of prep goes into a 15-minute yeah. video. It's not like you just take something and sew it and here it's done. You make samples, you do it once, you have it stepped out. There's a lot that goes into it. So the people who are putting out content don't just think they're just sitting down and doing it in 15 minutes. They're putting their time, their resources, they even have help sometimes, like, you mm -hmm. know, an assistant. And there's so much to it. So don't get discouraged and think, well, she did it in like a minute. I can't do that in a minute. It didn't take a minute. It's going to take you a little while, but don't get discouraged. And if something is off and something doesn't line up right, if somebody else notices, like, they're looking too close. So either yeah. slap them and tell them to get away from your quilt or like, you know, get over it. <laughs> like that's just David, it. I am just gonna slap you right now because I am looking at this and it is not perfect, okay? It is not, and that's that's the whole point. Don't Actually there is a stain on this. Yeah, because these are all reused materials. <laughs> but I think that lends character, you know. It's it, that's so true. awesome. That's true. And it's um you know, it's it has a story, I guess. Every piece it has of paper. Story. Story. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I say that when I mean, you know, I love to um, decorate Mm -hmm. do interiors and stuff and I loved thrift store shopping and finding stuff on the street because I mean my entire apartment's from the street anyway but it's like I love it when people say oh my god I love your couch or I love that lamp or that um, I have one of those fake fireplace heaters the heater doesn't work but it still, it still crackles like, like fire <laughs> and that was literally on my corner that's so it was cute. like made for me yeah and I love it when people say I love that and then I can tell the story oh my gosh one day I walked outside and it was sitting right there and I had to bring it in you know yes yeah everything in our house as well a lot of it is antique or thrift store finds and uh, my husband and I, we name things. So, like, we have a lamp named Thelma. We have uh, other little brick brack that's different names. But uh, it's fun. It's Everything has a story. And it's kind of don't throw things out. Right. You know, somebody else will find it and love it. And so that's yeah. just kind of it. Slowing down, taking a step back, and just appreciating everything for what it is. Absolutely. So. I'm just going to do a little plug on my subscription box. I have a subscription box, everybody. And I recycle all of my scrap fabrics for my slip covers and make products for my box. So you can go to my website, rockandcushions.com, 
and at the top menu you can click on subscription box. Why didn't I get a swag bag I with know. like a box? I was just thinking, why didn't I bring all my stuff for here? <laughs> That's cute. Do that next time. Yes, I'll do a, um, a, what do they call it, an unboxing video. An unboxing video, an yes. Unboxing. We need to do that because I'm, you know, I, I make tea towels and I make uh, little dop kits. So and I actually did make little um, bags like that, but mm. I call them shoe bags. Shoe bags. And um, what else? I have masks, of course, and uh, what else? Tote bags and little things, you know, that I like to use on my fabric because, and honestly, I use very expensive fabric, so I really don't want to throw the scraps away yeah. because it's like throwing dollar bills in the bin. <laughs> in the bin. In I the... love that. In the bin. <laughs> but also, I, I am so, I just have such a conscience about, you know, I know somebody would love this if I yes. was able to make it functional for them. So, um, And it's not mass produced. It's, it's not cool, mass it's produced. Cool that Everything is unique. You're making Absolutely. it. Yeah. That's, and I think that's kind of where we need to go. We, we've seen a lot of uh, change this year, but we can all learn how to make something and just take a step back. I guess that's the yeah. the mantra for this <laughs> this video is just taking a step back and appreciating it. And that's really cool that you I have. I think um, a lot of people are going to be giving handmade gifts this year. That's cool. That's a good idea. And it's it's kind of more, you appreciate it more. Oh, so much more. Mm -hmm. I, I think I have stuff that people have made or even just a basic card that somebody a has A card. I love handmade cards. More than all those toys and all that crap, you know, I got as a kid you hold on to things that are more personal so mm -hmm. so personal Absolutely. i guess great well thank you so much you're welcome for being on the show tonight i'm gonna bring david back for another episode because we're gonna talk costumes yes that's and a whole nother that's a whole, a whole other thing life. but david is a phenomenal costume designer so we are going to do a whole episode on that next time. So stay tuned. Maybe you could talk Austin into um, modeling some of them for us. Oh my god, we're going to have a whole fashion show. <laughs> I am going to be wearing something fabulous. We should. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll have a, a New Year's. New Year's! A New Year's. Yes. Okay, stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> New Year's Eve, rock and talk. We are going to be all decked out. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the interview tonight. And have a safe weekend, and we'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Rocket Talk with David Ross Ramirez. You can see his beautiful quilt designs on Instagram at InStitchesWithDavid. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a good review and check out our other episodes. As always, you can find us on social media under Rockin' Cushions, and you can browse our website, rockincushions.com, to find affordable, trendy slipcovers for all your IKEA furniture. Be sure to follow our channel so you never miss the next Rockin' Talk with Michelle Vanderwater.